You are tuned in to the Mark Order Podcast. Join the Mark Order. Hello, hello. It is Saturday night, so you have no idea what that means. Uh, it is the Mark Order Podcast. I am Ryan, joined by Joe, who goes by Asian Joe, which means every time I say his name, I want to sing Ranger Joe theme song. Uh, Joe, how are you? Doing well. It is Saturday, isn't it? It is. And we are joined by special guest, who is big-timing us with his camera and his microphone. Special guest, Kyle K. Sparks. He's been all over. He's had stuff on Body Slam, on Fightful Overbook. I think he's done Love Wrestling for a period. I think you've been all over, if I'm not mistaken. Kyle K., uh, how you doing, yeah. Kyle? Doing great, Ryan. Thanks for thanks for having me on to uh, to do this first uh, first Collider cast. I'm excited to collide. We, we are going to collide softly. As you that's, how we day, that's how we day would want it. Exactly. You know, he was a very soft tune for love. Um, so, yeah, this is this is the new thing. The market will be doing every Saturday. It should be Joe and I here pretty much most Saturdays, for the exception of when things pop up. Uh, we may be joined by other members. We may not. Who knows what the hell they're doing? Uh, Kate is too busy for all, us most of the time anyway. And Ant has something called a child. Mistake on his part. Um, Kyle has children. He's yeah, here. I have two. That's true. See, Kyle's showing Ant what to do. I could, I could phrase that the the age difference there. I think is uh, of the kids makes a difference, but it, yeah, well, yeah, that 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 could be argued. One actually requires watching after, where the others probably are able to take care of themselves. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so yeah, we'll be doing this every Saturday with hopefully different guests. We'll have repeats. I will. We're definitely gonna pile on more than once, but we'll try to keep. You know, keep it spicy. Uh, this is a typical watch along for anyone. You know, we'll watch. I'll comment. Uh, but I'll also just talk trash when it's just things you can't really comment on. And we'll cover what's going on in AEW, either through the week or the news or just the wrestling world in general. Uh, so, you know, hopefully you guys enjoy it. And, you know, there's no official start. So I'm just going to ask questions. Did you guys watch Rampage last night? I did. I did. I didn't watch the Jensen uh what'd you guys think was i mean to me it was a it was a good rampage it was what rampage has become yeah i mean mean, it was yeah it was a perfectly solid show but yeah i don't know i I watched it twice i watched it again today because i thought maybe i had missed something integral into the into AEW, like I, I really didn't. I watched it last night. I'm like, did I pay attention to it? And I watched it back again today, and like, yeah, I did. And nothing really. There wasn't a lot that just like wowed me. It was very. I feel like they go through and have about three or four like really solid rampages, and they fall back into this kind of like dark rampage. Yeah, I mean, you had. While Willow and the stats match was quick, 
You did have two women's matches and Willow Stats match furthered the Willow Stokely Hathaway storyline where Stokely said one of the funniest introductions I've ever heard. Um, which I'm actually now confused because I thought he wanted us uh Statlander as like a client, but it seems like he wants her for romance, so we're gonna have to see where that goes. Um then you have Sheeta versus uh Anna, and that was a good match, and I think it's great that Sheeta's actually still wrestling. They didn't have her yes. just disappear, which is always the fear. Um and so like I I think those two things, I know it's they weren't like the the biggest in terms of groundbreaking uh, wrestling, but I think it's important that those characters are released on t- TV regularly to help keep them in in people's focus. Uh, the biggest problem AEW had in the past was you'd have someone like Sheeta or Statlander lose their championship and just never be back for like six months. Yeah. Maybe the most intriguing thing for me about Rampage coming out of it was what they're going to do with the Hardys going forward. Um, they kind of set it up with, with, you know, they had a backstage segment with the private party, and it kind of gave me that not quite full heel, but like like the old like curmudgeon veterans who are like want to be the people that they know what what to do, follow their lead. But I feel like they could almost make him like a heel. Yeah, yeah, they had that very. Like that. That was, they had that very condescending moment in the backstage segment with uh, with Private Party, as as because Private Party, of course, called out the Hardys, and when uh, Quen made his return, and uh, so yeah, that, I mean, could be interesting. I'm, I'm intrigued to see it. I mean, we already kind of did the big money maps, so you'll have to find us. I'd imagine you find a slightly different, you know, twist on the character, but I. You know, putting over the young guys, there are worse uses for the Hardys. Yeah, and and Private Party's a good start since Matt was so close with Isaiah for that run. Like that make there's a there's a natural story there. Um, going through some of our comments, I have to laugh. Uh, SJ doesn't get Collision up in Canada, so she's here to watch and listen. I that is the biggest travesty of AEW is that this show just doesn't make it up to Canada. Like, how does that work? It's, it's they got they hopefully in their new deal they figure that out. Big G was pointing out that the second Death Star was about to blow up. Always a moment to stop and watch. And then Michael Kildari was saying the amazing Kurt Angle cameo from Stat. If that isn't love, that cameo was amazing. <laughs> you like short guys with bad credit. It was so so credit yeah. scored. <laughs> that like again, I didn't think it was a romance thing at first, but apparently it's all about the romance. You know that that's, and I'm gonna say this while we're sitting here. One day I want um, TNT to just play the original versions of Star Wars and not tell anyone they're doing it. I'd <laughs> be I'd be great. Nothing special, nothing special oh, edition, just regular. But uh, what do you? Anything you guys well, are excited for tonight it's... more than anything else? Uh, I would say. Obviously, FTR House of Black is going to be fantastic. We've we established stakes for it. Uh, I would think anything line necessarily, but there's the whole angle of if House of Black wins, then FTR must 
forsake their Wow, uh, oh, you got that Kate internet. I heard about a third of that. It's Malachi uh, and Buddy. Uh, honestly, Kyle, I didn't hear most of that. Your your internet cut out. Like I said, it was it was Kate. Yeah, I, prime. That is that's impressive. <laughs> it was it's yeah, bad. That, yeah, seemed... I'm even hard. Yeah. I'm even hardwired. I'm even hardwired in, and it's still doing this. That is horrifying. You need a new internet service provider. <laughs> Badly, apparently. Joe, what about you? Who you look? What are you looking forward to? Um, I wasn't even sure what the card was, but I kind of had to look it up here. Um, the Sting and Darby versus the Workhorsemen is intriguing. I love that the Workhorsemen are on TV. They're so fun. I mean, yeah, they're going to lose, but it's really great to see them on TV. Know. Sting may take his first loss to, to the Workhorsemen. You never know that. That'd be great. I think Eddie Kingston versus Trent is going to be a surprisingly good match for a lot of people. I don't think they recognize just how good Trent can be. Um, Eddie is obviously Eddie. And we'll hear Adam Copeland's response for Christian Cage. And I'm very curious to see where they go with this because this response is going to set up where this feud really goes if they continue with it or if they take a short break or what they do because clearly it's not a done feud. But are you going to let it be done for a little while or not? Let me know if you hear my TV by any chance. I, I turned it down pretty low, but I wouldn't yeah, mind I, take a feud. I I'm very torn about the Adam Copeland feud. Uh, how I was going because the the feud itself has been very good. They, they've of course uh, Adam and and Christian have both been doing a tremendous job. Uh, getting everything over on the mic, getting over in the ring. It's all been great. But there's definitely a sense to me of we've done this before. Even if we haven't done quite this way, we've done this before. And part of the attraction of Adam coming to AEW was all the new matchups. And so far, we haven't hit that. And there's yeah. still time. Like I, but... yeah. I mean, Christian was a smart first feud because, one, familiarity for Adam to get used to not being in the WWE style, which is slightly different, not much different, but and two, because fans would just be wanting that the entire time he was around. So all you would have is people saying, where is Christian? Where is Christian? Where is the Christian feud? And that would get kind of annoying. I think you have to you had to address it some way. Um, so, you know, we'll see. Did you guys watch while we're going through Saturday nights? All right. Uh, did you guys watch Wrestle Kingdom at all? Yeah, I did. Oh, it was phenomenal. Uh, it was a, it was very much a tale of two shows. Did you get to watch it yet, Ryan? No, but I've heard, like, obviously I've heard Okada and Danielson was just a classic. Ab uh, absolutely. As you'd expect. Um, that was in the semi-main, and that left, uh, that left Naito and Sonata to, all right, go follow that. And to their credit, they did. They went out and had an excellent match. And uh, Sonata finally got his, uh, the crowd. He'd been trying to earn the respect of the crowd for so long, and he finally earned it. And, you know, that was, so it was a great moment. Naito got to have his roll call at, Tokyo, at the Tokyo Dome that Kenta robbed him of a few years ago. So uh, the, first, the first half of the show was just, not even bad necessarily, just odd. It just didn't, it, it, was, it was perfectly solid, but it wasn't what you'd expect, I guess. 
But oh, the next hit- boy. oh boy! Oh, I didn't realize where they were tonight. So yeah. just to catch up, I, we'll talk more about Wrestle Kingdom because again, it's gonna be lulls and everything. Show has started. For anyone who's not watching, the show has started, and workhorsemen are in the ring. So you think you're getting Sting and Darby, but no, they're in Charlotte, North Carolina. So you get Ric Flair. And somewhere, uh, and somewhere, a hotel room is missing its curtains. Yeah, but like curtains from 1975. Like these aren't even their current curtains. No, no. Like it just I, genuinely I, I, awful. Um, are you yeah. like uh, Scott George asked if you, if would resetting your feed help at all, or do you think no? I don't know. I could I could just bop out all together and re- and just reboot the whole darn thing and see if that does the trick. You I know? think it might be so, worth a shot because you are cutting in and out quite a bit. Let's do that. All right, be all back right. in a bit, gang. See, Joe, that means we get to try out our our new just duo overlay. Whoa, what yeah. happened there? Just a zoom out Wait, a little bit, Ryan. Yeah, well, now I got to fix my camera. You got me all screwed up. Um, I don't know how to do that. Can't zoom out. Not quickly. I can. I gotta figure that out. I sh- guys, see, we're learning on the fly here. Meanwhile, Sting's ch- uh, getting hit by the chair. Ooh. Yeah. I'll take a take a hit from a chair. Um, okay. I don't know. I kind of like this angle will be Ryan, like the full face in the full frame. It's not. I mean, that's a little bit better. Of course, as soon as Kyle comes back, I'm going to have to put his back, put my camera back to. Oh, green screen! Green screen! There you go. Put myself back to normal when Kyle joins. I'll play with this a bit when we're not actually live. Um, So I'm laughing at Michael Kildare, Lucha Superstar JD drank with a chair. Did you see (laughs) him uh, mimic? uh, Who was it? Vikingo, was it? Or was it? I can't remember. Sorry for missing up names, but he he, uh, did his funny role. So good for him. I love JD Drake. <laughs> I like the so the workhorseman for anyone who's not watching who didn't watch Dark when it was on Rest in Peace, and for anyone who doesn't really watch ROH, they're they're regular. They were regulars on Dark and they're regulars on ROH. It has Anthony Henry and JD Drake, who was in um, what are they called? The Wingman. The Wingman. Thank you. Sorry, it's been so long. So they have a nice dichotomy in their team because J- Anthony Henry is like this real technical, really good, quick, fast wrestler. So you have the smaller guy, then you have the big bruising JD Drake. And I kind of always like that because it's this mix of styles. You know, you have you have two guys and it just presents a nice little difference in team. So that's and they are beating the hell out of Darby. Oh yeah. They're not gonna do that to Sting. No, Sting, no offense, Sting couldn't take it at this point in his life. Scott, when, when Kyle comes back, just let us know if it's the same to you or not. We'll, we'll, we're trying to fix it. I mean, he's had some, he had a little bit of a rough patch with some stuff that I'm getting his camera found and stuff. So it happens. Well, we're, we're learning on the fly. So Sting is up on the apron, though. At least he's ready for a tag. Can't wait for his no sell and his chops. The no, I'm always torn on the no sell. 
part of me loves it because he's staying and he's a legend and that's what he does. And he used to do that when he was, you know, in his prime and that was part of his gimmick. But like now it's it's kind of like, I don't know if a 60-something-year-old man should be able to no-sell. But I guess your whole thing is that Sting is not a man. He is... He's like yeah, the Undertaker. There's, yeah, there's something else. Michael Kildare saying Anthony Henry deserves a pure rules title shot. Yes. He would do excellent in the pure division. Um, I don't want him to leave the tag team, but he would do excellent in the pure division. I remember a couple of years ago, this is almost at the beginning, I think, of AEW, when he got like his first dark match or something. He, he put on like he was going to retire if he didn't get signed or something. And I think he started getting booked so much that he rethought that. <laughs> And I'm glad he's too good of a wrestler. Oh, I I always feel bad when that happens. Sting went to clothesline Anthony Henry over the rope, and he didn't go. <laughs> I just I always feel bad for the guys. Coffin drop on Anthony's head. Most painful. Oh, Kyle's back. That's my fault. I'm not paying attention. <laughs> now hold on. Now I got to fix her. Get us back to the three. Where are you? Almost. Joe, what happened, Joe? Fix us, Joe. It's just me. <laughs> Joe, this is all on you. I don't know how to fix this. There oh, there you go. All right. I don't even have to adjust my <laughs> camera. That's perfect. Yeah. That, so that match getting... is over with uh, Sting and Darby taking a loss. And they got the win. Yeah. Uh, that kind of ended quickly. Am I the only one who thought, like, the workhorsemen were dominating, and as soon as Sting got in, it was over. I want to say I'm surprised, but not really. I, I, although I, I, did, I did notice uh, J.D. Drake taking a flare flop. Up on the corner there. Oh, the sting tour continues. This is a. So while we wait as they walk out of the ring, uh, back to Russell Kingdom. So you had Okada and Danielson, where they even the series, and I'm glad they got that match. Because Danielson obviously breaking his arm in the middle, the, almost the, halfway through the first Okada match, threw everything off. You were never going to have the same ending. Um, oh, that is really cool for the kids. The kid is so distracted by Darby, he couldn't look at the camera at first. But you have Sting taking a picture with a kid with Sting paint and a Darby taking a picture with a kid with Darby paint. Gotta love it. And Ric Flair doing something with some guy who's dressed like Chip. Because only an adult's going to dress as Ric Flair at this point. Um, but yeah, you, you, so they got to have their their the classic they deserve to have with Danielson losing, and then Mox lost in his match. Um, what was it? A triple threat with Osprey and uh, Finley. It was You're right, Finley. But Osprey took the fall. Yeah, I mean, either way, Osprey was the one that lost. took the fall. Osprey went out on his back. 
Well, he he's not out yet. Uh, he did mention, uh, I think it was after New Year Dash, that uh, his last match for New Japan as a full as a regular would be February 11th, and they're going to do a five on five cage match with the uh, Bullet Club War Dogs against the United Empire. That'll be fun. But I'm still pointing out the three AEW guys lost. Which is yes. fine. It just means when you have them come here, the, the New Japan's mostly going to lose. And when you have AEW go there, AEW goes. Like, that's a good partnership. Oh, Trent just did the best friend's hand. And, and it's not. And it, it was so sad looking. Because he was by himself. <laughs> yeah. It's like when a guy does a free throw. On, but there's technical, so he's the only one, and he goes around trying to slap high fives, and no one's on the court. <laughs> Sue, it's Sue, guys. Anyone not watching? Sue is there. Yes, which is to Sue show you is how there. big of a match this is. Yep. Oh my goodness! And then, and now we're having a flashback to All In. We're. Where best friends took on the the Blackpool Combat Club. Uh, we should have Chaos founding member Sue. Yes, yes, true. Yes, Chaos founding, as we all know. Um, so it's going to be honestly. I'm genuinely I'm, I'm genuinely shocked that New Japan uh, New Japan has a has a series of videos on their YouTube channel. Uh, where they talk about the history of various factions. I must have watched the Chaos one three or four times at least, and they don't mention. Well, Sue's like the background operator. You know, she doesn't Sue, want the, the focus to be on her. Yeah, she doesn't want to be the focus. She's the background. Let everyone else take the the, the you know the acclaim, and she she's the one you know pulling the strings. Uh, I'm gonna be honest. I kind of might have I might have thought this would be the main. Well, no. FTR versus, Black, uh, versus House of Black would be main, so never mind. I forgot about that match, because this felt like a main event level match for a belt or three belts. I'm not quite sure how the belt situation works. Um, I don't either. I, I'm confused of which belt Eddie's defending next weekend at in the Val in the Valley. Some, some people say it's the strong title. Some people say it's the continental belt. I mean, if you want to do this well, right, when he's on AEW TV, it should be Continental. When he's on New Japan Strong, it should be their title. And when he's on ROH, it should be ROH. And they should never cross over. But I don't know. And Michael, uh, Mike Kills asking, uh, do we get a further furtherance of Trent's slow heel turn? Possibly. They are definitely teasing. I wouldn't hate it. Some kind of turn for him. Um, Do you know I will say referee that, only held up yeah continental and uh, Gabe Kidd in his Gabe Kidd in his comments at one point when he called out Eddie said uh, in so many words I don't care about the other titles I want the Japan strong title mm -hmm. so there's enough stuff that would imply to me that they're all technically separate but well, they are they said that one right way or the other. No, they did. Right before World's End, they did. They said they could be defended separately. But they haven't explained to us, does it have to be specified that there's... Like, it's a weird, like... If you beat the guy, or like, unless specified differently, is it for all three, or is it four singles? 
I think then you run into the thing though of like, yeah, this is where both, I mean, this is on both new Japan and AEW because you have guys in both companies, just someone should step in and say, we need to establish that it's one per, like you have to defend each on their brand or like what the deal is. Because I, I think I remember, I remember, I remember that. I remember that when Trent or sorry, I'm watching Trent now in, the, in this match, uh, when RJ city did mention that in the pre-show that, that they they'd be separate, but uh, to my recollection, Tony has never weighed in and specifically laid it down once and for all and said, "This is how it is." No, but it's based on the beginning of this match of them only holding up the Continental, them only referring to the Continental. It seems like that's that it became its own thing. Which four tight four men's titles in AEW is a lot. I said it on Wednesday. I guess the idea is that you're going to split it in not formally, but like two belts can be regularly defended or addressed. It doesn't necessarily have to be defended, but at least addressed on collision and two belts can be regularly addressed on dynamite. So at least you always have some champ floating around. That's the thought I'm giving. And I don't know if it's true or not, but. Yeah, I, it could be. And Big G makes another good point in the chat here about when FTR lost each of their titles, when they had the AAA Campeonatos de Parejas uh, and the ROH tag titles and, you know, and so on. And then the I'm going to see the descent of Eddie Kingston. Yeah. You're see Eddie Kingston fall apart. That'd be great. Oh, it'll be, I'm, I'm, I love Eddie Kingston, but I'm here for him falling apart. I, that there's, there's precedent here. I, I've I've watched the uh, the aftermath of Eddie losing a title, and it's and it it was it was wild. Um, I go back to when he had the Chikara Grand Championship, and what a what a and he wound up losing events and. Uh, eventually was so distraught over losing the title that he threw in with uh with Jimmy Jacobs's group and one of if those unfamiliar with Chikara there was a, there's almost there was almost always a threat every season that was some outsider invader group that was trying to take over the company and one season a whole bunch of them all just came together and merged into one giant super legion of doom group of evil and Kingston was so distraught over losing the title that he threw in with them based on nothing other than Jimmy Jacobs promising, you join us, I'll help you get the belt back. And he hated every one of them, but he didn't care because he wanted the, he needed the belt. You know, and I doubt so we like, go that, think... we're obviously not going to go down that same road again, but. Yeah, I mean, he's going to start with losing one, and he'll be upset, but he'll be like, it's just one, you know, i got to continue. And then he'll lose a second, and you'll start to see it. And then the third will happen, and he'll just fall apart. And either he'll fall apart and go completely psychotic, and oh. he'll just start hurting everyone. Trent really busted open. Right over yeah, the, like right over the bridge of the nose. Yeah, that's, that's the, what do they call that, the hard way? Hard way, yeah. 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 And Eddie with a big backdrop driver on the floor. Right in right in front of Sue, no less. Trent just bounced right in my front of Sue. Boy. Like my baby boy. <laughs> now we have picture in picture. 
All right, I got to ask, what commercial do you guys have on? Uh, Enterprise rented car. So do I, Joe? Yes. I was always curious if the picture and pictures had to be the same. Good question. I'm probably, I'm guessing they sell for that particular time, right? Yeah, I just, because you know, like when you go to Domino's regular commercial, Nashville, it, right? it, it, what'd you say? Like the Domino's thing, right? So like, yeah, exactly. <laughs> but the like, pizza cutter. Yep, I got the beekeeper. Big J, I got the beekeeper. Yeah, because when you go regular commercials, like they're not always the same. It's sometimes mm -hmm. the same nationals, but other times it's, it's you know. Regional. Yeah. Yeah. So I didn't know if that happened here, but and then Gina K coming in and said that she loves Eddie Kingston. Yeah. A lot of people really love Eddie Kingston. And I think it's just because he comes off he, authentic. He is the everyman. He is. I just wish oh, he were in much, much, much better shape. <laughs> Get back into that conversation. Claudio King, oh, that that's that could be a sleeper fun match if they give that some time. I don't know if you saw that on the the graphics on the picture in picture there. Uh, later tonight, we're also going to get Claudio Castagnoli against Andrew Everett. Hmm. Isn't Andrew Everett like seven foot? Isn't that his gimmick? Yes, Andrew well, the Giant. Yeah, I remember things. Yeah, I remember things. Uh. My experience, uh, as far as commercials go, I got a Planet Fitness now. By the way, I don't um, know what I have. <laughs> I have something uh, with Megan Thee Stallion or someone. It's Planet Fitness. Yeah. Okay, yeah. I didn't I, see. Now I've learned that we all get the same commercials. Yeah, the more you know. I I, I did I, I did I did actually work briefly for. Uh, the newsroom of a local uh, CBS affiliate in my part of the in my part of the country here for a little while. So I did get to see a little bit of the the behind the scenes of how a lot of that stuff goes. And it's uh, it's of course going to be different being a local affiliate like that, being a local local network as opposed to a national like you've got on TNT here. So I'm sure there's still going to be a few spots here and there that are reserved for local uh, consumption, but the vast majority will be uniform. Okay. That makes sense then. And Trent looks busted open. Hi guys. Oh, we got a special person. Run in. in. Just a run in a quick one. Seeing how you guys are doing. Doing uh, fine. Trent's head. But yeah, definitely. Oh, head. yeah. Is it on the bridge of his nose? Oh gosh! That's what it looks like that's what it looks like, yeah. Oh, yeah. all right. Well, at least it's not below his nose, because then I'd be like, "That's definitely broken." Yeah, no, it definitely looks above the nose, so I don't think it's broken. But okay, that's good. So, gentlemen, how's everybody doing tonight? Doing fine. How are you doing? Doing good. Um, doing stuff around the house, catching up. But I've got my eyes on collision. And the Collider cast. Congratulations, yeah. guys, on the first episode. Congratulations. So when do we get our million-dollar sponsorship deals? When you sell a sponsorship, you will get your 4%. My what percent? Four. I don't understand that math. It's not a math thing. You get 4%. Yeah, how did we come to that figure? That was what you signed. The paperwork said 4%. You didn't even argue for five. 
I didn't sign anything. No, you know, it's in your handbook with the NGA. I didn't right. get a handbook. Really gotta, you got to get marks early on investment. I didn't get a handbook or sign anything. Looks like uh, my attorney's going to be contacting you, Ant. The funny thing is, Ryan gets 4%. Joe bartered for 10 and got it. Wait, Ant, how much percent do you have? Well, I uh, here's the weird thing. I have 60%. Joe has 10%. Ryan has four. And then the remainder goes to Kate. I don't think I, I don't I mean, that I, is, no, that my is why he's ain't money. You. Yeah, my attorney's calling you. Uh, we have paperwork. It's all good. I signed nothing. We also have verbal handshakes. Who agreed to this I home? verbally agreed to nothing. Well, good because that's what you're getting paid just like the rest of us nothing <laughs> well guys I, honestly i i'm not planning on staying here uh i guess we're back from commercial i don't know i don't have a tv in we here. are yes Trent is climbing to we the are right now well i'm gonna i'm gonna let you guys get back to talking through what's going on live on collision on oh. the very first collider cast here ROH Tag Team Title Proving Ground match later tonight. The Undisputed Kingdom takes on Commander and Brian Keith. Oh, uh, I didn't know this was Ring of Honor television, but I'll take it. Well, we also had oh, a pure title know? match. On, we had a pure title match on Rampage last night too. So, God for God forbid any of those titles actually be on Honor Club. The only ROH title to not defend on AEW TV is the women's title. I think that yeah. is correct. If I can uh, be real with you guys, uh, so when I was at uh, Dynamite Wednesday night, <clears throat> you know, they were doing the Rampage taping, and I saw um, I saw the Hardys and Briscoe versus Kip and the Butcher and the Blade. Mm -hmm. um, the, ba the, the disappointing thing there is that Mark Briscoe came out in a devil's jersey, but since it was filmed for TV, that was not filmed as part of the television experience. Yeah, it's on YouTube. Well, that's cool. Uh, I mean, it is disappointing that he would wear a devil's jersey. That's such a mistake. I don't know about that. Um, and then I saw, uh, I saw Willow. Yeah. I saw Willow and uh, Chris Statt um, and Stoke. I saw that whole thing. And then, um, what's that? I'm gonna say Ryan, I wore my shirt and I'm to our guest, okay? I tried to play I saw, I saw nice, who what your shirt is. Play nice right for Kyle. <laughs> so yeah, yeah. all right. I'll let I'll let you have the Red Wings. Um and then I saw Anna J uh enter and then uh when as soon as I saw the graphic for Sheeta on the screen, I got up and walked out. I was like, I'm done. So I didn't even know I was going to see a pure and title. Did you at least go and get some chicken tenders like Kate? Or? I no, did he that just leaves. I did that before the show, but I literally did just leave. I was like, Sheeta, fuck this. I'm out. Your hatred of Sheeta is unfounded. I got up. I put on my, my jacket. I went to the merch booth to get a big foam scissors or uh, mini money. Um, and then I left. I didn't, I, I thought about waiting oh, and seeing what oh, came on, next, but I didn't. Trent with a cradle pile driver. 
I don't remember the last time I ever saw him break one of those out. Sorry to interrupt there. I, I'm actually watching, I'm watching the show too. So no, you guys should be doing that instead of listening to me jibber jabber. So I did want to come and say, congratulations, Ryan and Joe, you've done it. You've done it. We've done it. No, and but you I, will be uh, hearing from my attorney on my 4%. No. <laughs> You're available next Saturday, Ant? No. I will be seeing Tool in Madison Square Garden, and I'm staying over, so I will be uh, in no condition to host anything. <laughs> All right. Well, well, we'll gentlemen. Find Ryan. We'll find someone for Ryan this week. We can't well, bail on you. You, you bailing on me, Joe? I'll be at San Jose. Oh, that's right. I'll find someone. I got, I got people. I'm not, I'm not without my resources. Yeah, find your lawyer. Yeah, my lawyer will be on. Oh. <laughs> All right, guys. Well, have fun the rest of this show. Uh, congratulations again, and uh, I'll see you guys Wednesday night. All right. See you Wednesday night. Yeah. Bye, gang. Thanks for dropping uh, in, Ant. Yeah, I was waiting for Joe to fix the 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 banner. I'm like, I can't. I'm not gonna be responsible for the banners. Joe made them. Well, uh, for, anyone, for anyone watching, like, Ryan, hey, these are fancy. Wait, what happened? Are. Ryan was actually correct though that this has been excellent. I mean, we all expected it to be, but there's definitely like you said, some section people that aren't really aware of just how good Trent actually is, and he is showing out here. But he, yeah, Trent is just got just the hurricane. And Northern like Lights Bomb. I'm going to be a great singles wrestler, except I just want him with Chuck. Like, I like them as a tag team. It has nothing to do with... But he's an awesome wrestler. Yeah. He was singling for another Northern Lights Bomb. There you go. Oh, hi. And Eddie oh, Kingston with the, for the win. That felt like a main event. Did. That, that, it, it did. It did feel like a main event. It's tremendous. And uh, in case anyone in the chat, in case you guys missed it, I, someone threatened me in the chat to throw me off the boat when I go on my cruise in a couple weeks. So uh, if I don't come back, just know it was uh, Gina K. And I know, I mean, I know Gina. Uh, I don't know if she wants her full name. So just Gina threatened me. And but her husband, Mike, saying she'll help. He'll help me. So we'll see what happens. <laughs> but I, I just want to put it out if I end up overboard. They're doing the Lord's work. Listen. I think Gene is too nice to throw me overboard, so I think I'm okay. That's right. You and your four. If you go over, then I get fourteen percent. No, I mean knowing Ann, he'd be like, "No, I have sixty-four now." I mean, you'd have to you'd have to check uh, you'd have to check Joe's paperwork. He may well have uh, uh, finagled something that if uh, yeah, something falls anybody else in the group. Catelyn just casually has an iguana on her shoulder. Yeah, if you don't hear me talking, it's because I'm listening. Yeah, I, we're 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 not going to talk about just the casual iguana. I, I, okay. Willow is doing entirely too much talking to the camera. I, I there, I am, I am befuddled as to why not more attention is not being paid to this. To the, to the iguana. I, I'm kind of speechless right now.
Uh, wish, I wish that close. I wish that I could get closed captioning to work on my TV. I really wish that they just help. like she that said. Um, uh, I really wish they had taken the uh, never even asked Moose how he felt because I thought it would have been hilarious if they just never acknowledged the iguana. <laughs> yeah. And Gina, first of all, I'm allowed to judge Eddie Kingston since I am in worse shape, but also I wasn't actually judging him. I was more judging people who care. You know? Yeah. That that whole discourse pops up every couple of days, it seems like, and it's always gross and dumb. <laughs> like, Well, there was that wrestler, there, not wrestler, there was, there was that pro fighter, and I can't remember his name. But he, I don't know if he won a, a UFC heavyweight title, but he was like a real contender for it for a while. And he was not well built at all. It was the guy who would rub his belly after he knocked someone out or won. So, like, there's proof that you can look like, look like you're not, you know, a working out six hours a day and still be awesome. Not to mention, uh, he puts on just great matches like he just did, which and you can't do that. Uh, then you're, you know, you're, you're if you're in bad shape. So those people just need to shut up. Big country, big G point out, big country. Mm -hmm. That was who um, used to do it. And then Scott George, by the way, saying if that doesn't scream, go, get a uh, Geico sponsorship, TK. I don't know what does. Truly, Scott. I mean, I know Stat just owns the the, the uh, iguana, but that is like go and make it happen. Also, uh, uh, I, I want to tell you you're saying that Gina wouldn't throw you over, but apparently she would throw you over. Uh, listen, I, I again, Gina's probably five one. I, I got physics Most are on my side. Leverage, it, no physics. No. Physics are on my side on this one. Uh, if, if she's only five, if she's only five, if she's only 5'1", her hips are lower than yours. That's just that's just a quick scoop of the lower leg. Yeah, but but there, there's a matter of getting me, my feet off the ground. Brotherly shove, getting there low. <laughs> I'm telling you guys, there's I'm there's a physical thing here that just doesn't play in her favor. And my, her, Mike, who is her husband, said Butterbean. That's another guy. He was a boxer who was big. I mean, granted, he didn't always box the best in the world, but. Well, it was about, like you pro wrestling before the Vince McMahon era when everyone was like big guy, but they weren't shredded. Or when, or when people looked like Arn Anderson and were just, they looked like a guy you'd meet at the local watering hole who, 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 would, who could beat you up on a whim and just. And, and Gina is 5'3 and took you just so she, so she could throw you. Gina. If you could throw me, I would feel very good about myself because I just, having taken jujitsu myself and wrestled, know that no, you're <laughs> unfortunately your back would go out first. It's I'm not me being great. It's it's not a compliment on myself here. Uh oh, Hulk. Yeah. So we've got. So, oh no, I'm going for Joe. I mean, he's not going to get to Joe, but I love that. Well, I mean, he might, but he's going to get killed by Joe. 
Oh yeah, I mean he might actually have a match, but good. Let Hook, yeah. let Hook talk. Let him start to have some some real stuff going on. I feel bad. Like like I love Bounty Keith. Like Jesus, man, he's got such a cool gimmick. And with Commander is an interesting choice. I mean, well, this is clearly if he was if he was match, healthy, but... Bandito is right there. Well, yeah, I, I can't wait till Bandito comes back. And didn't he, didn't he say on social media the other day that uh, he had another surgery on the wrist, but that the second one went well? Yeah, did we I not hear something to that effect? The timing on that though, um, mm-hmm. no one seems to really be sure of like what that means. At least no one that's come out and said it. There might be people that know, like Sean or Cass, might actually have an idea of what it really means, but they're not going if they're not. So the kingdom. I'm gonna be honest. Roddy isn't as all... strong as isn't as pretty as Maria. No, absolutely not. Prettier? But if you listen to ROH, Maria is off recording her new album. So, I she's she has a great wrestling mind. She's awesome. Hundred uh, percent. And uh, so when uh, Gina's pointing out in the chat, so when Kate and I go on our cruise, the Jericho cruise, we're, I know that sounds weird, but we're both going on the Jericho cruise. We're not going together to feel just to not make it weird for her. <laughs> um, on the cruise, Commander and Vikingo are going. And that's a moving boat. I'm not quite sure yes. how that's going to play out for them. We're going to walk the, the rails. There you go. I mean, I, I saw guys do rope stuff there before, so it's possible. It's just, oof. And then uh, Mike saying, we need Bandito, Brian Keith, and Hangman. Yeah, we need like an old Western episode where those three just have like a... like a Outlaws. Yeah. Well, he's the bounty hunter. So what we need is Hangman and uh, Bandito. Well, actually, the storyline, take out Hangman for a second. Well, we'll bring him back in at the end. Bounty Keith has to hunt down Bandito and then brings him to Hangman. Well, because yeah, Bandito is most wanted. Yeah, he's a bandito. And Bounty Keith is a bounty hunter. Brian Keith is bounty hunter Keith. And Hangman is a hangman. So I got it all figured out, guys. Who's the lawman in Love this it. situation? We don't have a lawman. Well, well, Hangman is the uh, so ba- bounty hunter Brian Keith is the lawman. He's a bounty hunter. And he brings them to Hangman because Hangman acts as the judge, jury, and execution. Sure. That that is how it happened in the old west. Exactly. Taven looks like slightly less of a uh, magician in the the black and gray with the white yeah, glove with the gray gloves as he did in the purple and yeah, uh, it's weird to see him not have purple on. Yeah, I, I was noticing that. Which literally just they ditched the color scheme. <laughs> I kind of I'm glad they ditched that color scheme. I'm surprised they at least have like purple gloves or something. I mean, it it worked it worked for him. It was fine, but uh, we're clearly going with a much more serious uh, setup moving forward, which presumably means less of Michael Bennett talking about you know punching people in the wiener, you know things like that. Uh, I won't argue that at all. And I continue to be. This is also not doing a lot to allay my concerns that 
even though the tag titles are on the kingdom, they're still not going to be spending a lot of time on Honor Club. Because now the angle is too big and so on and so forth. And So he, so I hate to say, this is my my feeling on the whole what ends up on Honor Club, what doesn't end up on Honor Club type deal. They're going to have to... When AEW renegotiates, like obviously they're kind of in the process of doing it now, but when they renegotiate their rights deal, in my opinion, and I know nothing about TV and all, this is just to me the way it looks like they're trying to do it. Until they get paid for Ring of Honor, like get really paid for it more than Honor Club pays them, you're not going to see more attention paid to it. Uh, if they if they got an N they're not getting the the whatever NXT got, but if they got enough there to at least cover the salaries of Orlando tapings and stuff, then you'll start to see more attention paid. That's just my humble opinion. That's an, that's entirely possible. Uh, it it feels a little bit like uh, you're dealing with it with a chicken or the egg scenario too, where you're not getting subscribers because nothing important happens. So well, there's, well, no, there's no need to watch it. And but but then you're not putting stuff on the show because you don't have subscribers. But you're not having subscribers so, because you're not putting stuff on the show. And round and round we go. Uh, so I think like they have um. So it's actually I don't know who said in the I might said in the chat, but I was gonna say like they they tape a lot of all of ROH after Collision. So yes. a lot of the guys here will do double duty or they'll they'll bring it and. That's great, grand, and wonderful. But you're having empty arenas. You're having like none of it works for ROH. The best they did was when they were in Orlando, where they could bring these guys down and just tell different stories. And again, you have to you have to make enough money to justify that that expense. And I don't think, but they, they would do it with dark and elevation. So I don't quite understand. I, I almost wish, like I know people are saying, think YouTube. I almost wish they had just put it on YouTube. Well, you, you you had the the catalog that you could monetize, which is great. But that but you're not getting ten bucks a month for that catalog, for better or for worse. You're just not. So you needed to have something there in order to justify that expenditure. Which the show is, it's decent most weeks. It's nothing spectacular. I think their best move thus far was putting Final Battle on there. Oh yeah, and that should be the case moving forward. That should now be the norm. You know, once you get to Supercard of Honor in uh, in in March or April, there, whenever they whenever they run that, that should be there as well. Yeah, it's just a I don't know, like like you said, chicken or the egg type deal. I the only reason I said YouTube was just get as many people watching it as possible. Get, bring you know bring some over. Also, you can monetize it. You, you can monetize yeah. it, so that helps. Um, it, it, there's a whole list of things you could do, but I don't. I don't know. I don't know what they're thinking. I really don't. I. I. I, I don't know if they. Obviously, I don't think they'd get the same amount of views that they got for Dark and Elevation, but they were getting a hundred thousand, two hundred thousand. I don't know, hundred thousand. They were getting like two hundred thirty to three hundred thousand views a week on our one, Elevation and then Dark separate like not combined um 
it's a lot of views a week. You could get some monetization. Oh, that's some sponsors. That's very slick. I like that. That we'll ele- that elevated complete shot floating right over into the almost cross face with the arm capture. I, and this is me being the ROH guy again, but Taven does not get enough credit for Taven takes a lot of blame for his ROH world title run that I don't feel like he deserves. I, you know, that the matches were always solid. And ultimately that was such a, a dead period for ROH because it was right after or close to the departure of the elite ROH was struggling mightily to find their identity. And I don't think it would have mattered who was on top at that point. Taven just happened to be the unlucky guy who was there. And all of a sudden he's not a draw. He's a terrible top guy. He's this, he's that. And, I thought Taven did an excellent work as champion. Yeah, I mean, he, I'm not a, the biggest Taven guy, but I'm sure I, I'm not arguing any of that since you know more about ROH than I do. Um, it, it just, you know, that that time was never going to make money. But what sucks is someone like Brian Keith would be perfect in ROH because even though he's done some regular AEW stuff, I don't see him getting more than this for a <laughs> while. And it's like... What the hell are they doing? I he's 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 gonna stand up on Keith's oh shoulders and into a into a into a superplex. Oh my god, that was impressive. Wow. The I only just... thing I would have the only thing I would have liked to have seen a little bit different there is if they could have like pretended Keith with uh, Brian Keith was holding Taven. Brian Keith isn't that tall. No. It's not much different than just doing it off the turnbuckle. So that's why it would have like a lot of show for nothing. I mean, he's he's taller than the turnbuckle, though. Yes. I agree with you, Joe, but I'm going to give him the, the doubt. That oh. He's, he's taller than the turnbuckle. Yeah. His shoulders aren't that much higher than them. That was a hell of a clothesline. And and Bennett too, for that matter. Bennett has oh, I love my driver and just the tip with Taven. And I'm not sure what the power power bomb elevated uh, combination there. That was a hell nice of a match. little finish. So the, the 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 guys who will no longer be on ROH TV are still your ROH uh, tag champions. Well, this was just a proving ground match. It is. Uh, You're right. Sorry. Ten ten minute time limit, or uh, go the time limit, or beat the champs and earn a future shot. And Roddy has now completely done away with the neck brace. We've completely eliminated that part of the angle. So. I don't hate that. He's healed. Well, it's because he was faking it. He healed. This is uh, th- this is just ludicrous uh, l- lies and slander. I don't know why you don't care about neck health. Let me get through the trio match here, right? Between their claim, probably. You see gold. 
That's the assumption. Gang, bang, gang. I I appreciated the idea of uh, these two kind of finding themselves saving each other uh, in in the wake of the undisputed kingdom beat down just because of uh, you know they uh, all of them having reason to want to get at uh, Cole and the kingdom. Like I I appreciate the idea that just because the ones are faces, ones are heels it's still the motivation still made sense and i appreciate when my wrestling does that sorry i'm just happy to be listening i agree with you mike in the comments uh i would prefer the trio tile on board club interesting Hmm. Interesting. Interesting. Oh, that was a wrinkle I didn't see coming. So we pitched an alliance here. Is that what I what I'm he, gathering he here? He did in a very logical way. Instead of just being like, "Oh, we both dislike this person, so we're best friends." Like I'm okay if they both dislike them and they fight them and they don't become best friends. But this was more like, hey, to get ahead here, you have to be in a faction. And and uh, Scott George makes a good point with. Um, uh, I'm tired. Uh, tired of the acclaimed. Um, I'm not tired of the acclaimed, but. Yeah, no, that I'm sorry. That was not where I was going with that. I, I read the wrong comment one down. Uh, Brendan's I miss juice. Because uh, Juice Juice was injured last I recall. Was he not? I don't remember. Was he hurt his back? That was it. As so, he's probably. I I haven't heard anything on a even an estimated time no, for him. Back, they can't. I don't think. I think they're until you're sure. You 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 keep that one in your back pocket. Um, but yes, yeah, Scott, I still like the acclaim, but I get if you're over them because they haven't been doing anything new, which I will say is true. Like there haven't hasn't been a really good feud for them. There hasn't been this would be the first thing of real interest where it's like you know, are we going to get as Gina calls it the scissor club? Um I was, I, I was thinking I was thinking the scissor herd of the traveling pants. And Joe for the win. That'd be a heck of a faction. They refine themselves. Scissor me and bang bang, daddy. Ooh, I want to clip that one out. There's our short. There it is. Yep. Watch collision flyer cast for that that gold. Ryan's thirst traps. Uh but yes, uh, I'm with Brendan. Ju Juice's presence does add a lot. He just adds that. Well, he 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 just has that it factor that adds almost an air of unpredictability. Uh, he's solid in the ring, uh, and he's know, just a, he's just, he's a guy who draws your eyes every time. It's not Juice though. It's the real one we're missing. Cardblade. Mm. I think that's the bigger loss. 
That's true. And I, 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 and Scott again about uh, you know they do need to change it up a bit. I think that could be uh, that's sort of something that Ryan talked about a second ago of um, just there hasn't been a lot for them with the trios titles of late. Um, and I don't know if that means you need to take the titles off them or what, but they they've got to figure something out because the the live crowds still love them. Sounds like a good time to maybe turn it here. I do not do upside down pineapples. Well, I heard. I I'm just saying what I saw in the chat. Um, is he wrestling? Is, is Adam Copeland wrestling? It certainly no. looks that way. I think he's from isn't it? Yeah, but he's in full on wrestling gear. I mean, I, guess, I know some he's guys got promos in gear, so. so there, there's, I mean, there, there's no official in the ring. But he's got. Yeah, so I he's guess it's his, just a promo. He's, he's got his wrist and his hands taped. He's got his. He's got elbow sleeves on. Yeah, I mean, I I like when guys do like if they're not expected to wrestle and they come out for a promo. I like when they're just in regular clothes. There's a believability of that. Like you're not going to get full dressed in gear if you're not wrestling. Why is there garland on that rated R superstar sign? No, let be seen. So, a little bit of a recap. I hope he's throwing his hair back out. I mean, it it it. it, it it's entirely possible. There could be a bit of a rough middle ground there, but he's going through an early Morris stage right now. Well, so. Yeah. So. I was really taught to work smarter, not harder. That's that's what I always recall. But you know. Okay, now the gear makes sense. Yep. Open challenge. I mean, it works hard. maybe he should see a doctor. <laughs> I do not collide hard. Scott, so one LT photo is at the show. He's wearing a Mark Order shirt. I know that for sure. Well, we collide softly here. Ooh, who's going to be? Um, I don't hope it's Dan Housen. Angel. Angelico. Oh, it's Maria. Hey, 
See, much better than Roddy. Is it Griff? Oh, it's Griff. I love this. I've been saying for months and months and months that Griff Garrison reminds me, his physicality reminds me of a younger, of a really young Adam Copeland circa 1997 or 98. The, the the way he moves around the ring, even the long hair, the visit, like, like it, it gives me so many young edge vibes, and I kind of love this. Wait, Gina, when did Copeland say he wanted to work Griff? I did read that in an interview somewhere. I I, I do that. remember I do remember seeing an interview where he name dropped Griff at one point. I I could like. I couldn't tell you if you put a gun to my head where it was, but I do remember reading that someplace. Mm Oh, uh, and you know what? I, I, I will not hear any ill spoken of of uh, Maria and her baby boys. That whole bit on ROH kills me week in, week out. It's oh, I amazing. Love I love Cole, that bit. Cole Carter as the as the complete himbo who's dumb as a box of rocks, but is just the willing puppy dog for Maria is just amazing. I love every bit of it. But do you blame him? But do you blame him? Absolutely not. Wasn't that what Flip Gordon did? I wasn't well, watching that, so I couldn't tell you. Well, That's Flip Gordon has a lot of Flip Gordon has a lot of other problems. Sure, I like that the himbo character who's like who followed around Brandy for a while. He may well have. I'll, I as, as I I have I have deep concerns that this might that this is just going to be a squash, but I'm hopeful yeah. that that's not the case. I don't know. I don't think if Edge says he wants to work a guy, I don't know if I see him just squashing him. Edge Copeland, whatever. I'll never say Edge Copeland. No, <laughs> I, I'll just go with with uh, Adam Copeland. He'll always be. I was. I was just talking to a buddy of mine tonight about how jarring it still is to see him be here with function with functionally no change to his presentation. No, very much. The name name is the name and that's about it, but it's, it still becomes so jarring. No, he fits. He has, he is, he is fit. Well, yes. It, it's actually why I think they probably well, not besides the fact that, like I said, people will be begging for the Christian thing. It's probably like I said, another reason they started with Christian, someone he's comfortable with to be like, Hey, it isn't that different. There is some differences. Let me help you get used to them. But then over the, otherwise it's not, it's classic. Oh, and, oh. <laughs> and then Cole on the other side. Tremendous. I mean, I'll be honest so far. I get granted they've all been really against Christian. Edge has had I mean, Copeland has had good matches. I mean, he's just been. Oh. 
<laughs> Sexton Hardcastle joke. Oh, Nigel. Oh my God! Did did um, you saw that on uh, on Rampage yeah. as well? Into Kennedy Hardcastle. Yeah, Kennedy Copeland became Kennedy because Hardcastle. she normally goes by Copeland, and yeah, <laughs> good for her. That is a, a huge that, Edge fan, and that is the kind of inside baseball silliness that I am all on board with. That's tremendous stuff. Feels like a little Easter egg. See what I like about someone like Copeland when he's wrestling here, and there's a couple other guys who do it. Uh, Eddie Kingston does it to, to an extent. Like they, they have a slower pace, but there's a lot of story around it, which is nice because then you have those matches where they're much faster and there's a little less story. And I, and I, I think you need the balance to, to keep people entertained. You know, you love the stories. Well, they do, I, and this is a, I mean, the story so far was edge that uh, Copeland's better straight up. But Griff Garrison cheats. That being said, I don't think that necessarily speed and story are mutually exclusive either, though. They're not, but they do. There tends to be. The very best make them work well together, but there's there's a lot of it is less story, more show. Yes, I'll agree with that. Oh man. Little face buster there for two by Garrison. Nice little uh back suplex into a face buster. I wonder if uh I liked whatever that was. Threw him down nice. backwards. It was like a reverse oh, uh He's had He's had that in his repertoire for as long as I've for as long as I've been seeing him wrestle. Does he really? I don't remember him doing that. Oh yeah, that he's had that as a transition forever. At one point, it might have even had a name. I don't remember it, but Flapjack, love it. Oh, oh I like stuff. that a lot. Thank so, for God. anyone who's wondering what I'm reacting to, Griff Garrison threw. <laughs> Uh, Copeland into the ropes and he slid under and kicked uh, Carter, which was just yeah, a little, very nice move. Really smooth little baseball slide there. Ooh. Yeah, very smooth. Cross body for a good near fall there. So, you know, part of the reason is I might not remember it as one of uh, Edges or Copeland's moves or whatever you want to say is when he was at his peak. I wasn't watching. Mm. So like my, I, I knew him attitude era and then I knew him when he came back. They're like my two real, like I've seen some of his other matches, but like not regularly. Garrison counters a spear with a big time rolling elbow for two. Great stuff there. I always thought, I don't, Wow. He, need, he, needs to, he, he needs to go learn under Chris Hero so he can KO with his elbows. Uh, no one could do that by KO, uh, Chris Hero, but I always thought out of the varsity blondes that Garrison was the better of the two. At very, least he, at very least, he had the most upside. Yeah. Yeah. He didn't have the character work. But... 
Tillman had. I thought Tillman had was obviously better on the mic and had a little bit more. Uh, I don't, see, I don't know if he was. It was a but... low bar. It was a low bar. Um, Garrison needs to. He needs a little bit of a ref, like a refresh of his look or something. Whether it's why well, that's why I like the thing he's doing with Maria because I think it's going to lead to yeah. that. He still looks like the same. Like, Superplex, white impaler. Mid-mix. I think he's a much better wrestler though than than. And and into a crossface. Yeah, but I've never seen the arm pulled up like that before. That was unique. Yeah, I'm not sure if that was a just a, a a weird thing or if that was an actual stylistic choice. Cole Carter in after the after the match with a big drop kick. Got nice those Tim's. Tims got, oh, got those Tims oh, right up into Copeland's oh, face. He did a four oh, oh. miss, but he definitely landed his one foot on on Copeland's back. <laughs> and gets speared out and gets speared anyway. Tims are heavy. Tims are heavy. Oh, it was a solid Brendan little competitive Haney's match. I enjoyed it for being out of nowhere. Uh, Brendan yeah. Haney saying he thought Pillman seemed like he never got any better. That was kind of my thing. I think they gave Pillman a couple chances to to thrive, and it just didn't happen. Now, that's not to say he in NXT can't become something. Sometimes change of scenery is all you need. Yeah, I think yeah, forcing and, him not to be Brian Pillman Jr. or having him not be Brian Pillman Jr. helped him. And that yeah, I think that became that. a handicap after a while. Well, th- that's that's such a tricky thing that you'd have to manage as a booker is how much do you really want to put into a guy like. There's always the question mm-hmm. of if you sustain the push a little bit longer, it might have worked. But uh, how do you know you're not throwing good money after bad? You know, at what point do you cut bait? And there's no easy answer to that. My thought here watching this little backstage segment with Sting and Darby and Ric Flair, I feel like for the final match, I mean, at some point, Ric Flair needs to have face paint. I mean, I would just prefer he not be on my screen. Sure. Yes. I hope, yeah. yeah. I mean, at the Greensboro Coliseum, at some point, he's got to turn on Sting one last time, yeah. right? Last Scorpion returns. And then Robocop comes out to save Sting. Oh, and... that'd be great. Please. <laughs> let's do it. Let's make, let's make this happen. Robocop. Shockmaster. We've got the shock master, and he, and he and he just called Darby on the best tag team partner he ever had, and some and somewhere Lex Luger just shed a single tear. I mean, I think he's he won belts with Luger, so it's harder to say, but I think he's lost less with Darby. I uh, definitely that's true. Oh, he gets the be- the face paint does such wonders for him. Yeah, because it hides his age. Yeah. 
Is it me or does Darby Allen just look deeply uncomfortable with all of this? Correct. And then <laughs> Nigel, who forgot to give Granddad his meds. <laughs> and see, there it is. Scott George. Flair looks like he made his living room curtains into a suit. See, there we go. What does Scott have on her head? Her hair? No, is it like a jewelry crown thing? Uh, I think so. Okay. She had she had and, some sort um, of a weird black spiked crown when she first debuted the darker look. We still have a workshop, I think, in progress trying to figure out what her her dark ring entire is supposed to be. Well, she's not part and, of the house and, black, so she just no. And Gina, well, she, Shockmaster was not a stormtrooper. I mean, even if he was, I am allowed to boo him then because you boo stormtroopers. Valid. I love Kira Hogan. On period. Uh, you know what? It's no. Uh, this this should be uh, this this could be a lot of fun too, depending on how much time they get. And we're uh, look. We do remember that things actually happen on Ring of Honor television. That's fun. As the as, as the resident ROH shill, I, I reserve the right to be to be bitter about the status of Ring of Honor. Uh, <laughs> Did see somebody with a PPA all day shirt in the in the front row there. Somebody repping pretty yeah, Peter Avalon. You should always be repping pretty Peter Avalon. All day. Also, he had a tremendous outing with uh, with Dalton Castle on Ring of Honor this week as well. As Dalton continues to to grieve and mourn over the uh, losing the TNT title shot and losing at Survival of the Fittest, and uh, the last couple weeks on Ring of Honor, he's come out and has done his entrance at half speed with messed up hair. Uh, the first week he was drinking. The first week he was drinking a cup of coffee. The second week he had a sandwich. <laughs> like it's just tremendous. Because we the people need more Dalton Castle on their TV. I agree. Dalton Dalton gets some of the loudest pop, uh, pops when he's in the Oh, I like that. The Sky Blue's got this like collar thing on. Just put your finger in the little thing there and pull it. She's right on the ground. It feels like uh, it feels like Gorilla Monsoon when he was watching uh, IRS back in the day in the early '90s WWF and would uh, and would complain all the time that that he was wearing suspenders and why didn't anyone just pull them or because he was wearing a tie and why didn't anyone just pull it. Exactly. And I like think she has this collar with the with the the you know the the hoop on it. Just pull the hoop. And I think and I think it was Bobby Heenan because of course it was Bobby Heenan that observed. Well, the tie is probably a clip on anyway, so it just come off. <laughs> Bobby Heenan. Came a whole discussion. Yes. Uh, Yes, yeah, but I, I really enjoy Kira Hogan. I don't think she gets enough credit for how good she can be. 
and Ke- and Kevin Kelly uh, dropping her uh, Kira Hogan's uh, no DQ match with Athena and that feud they had in ROH last year, which was just at the start of Athena's stuff. awesome run, yeah. And uh, and I mentioned it on social media after uh, after she debuted on on Dynamite this week. Uh, I know we're I know Deanna Perazzo has come in and has been talking uh, Tony Storm, but if we could get a slight detour and get Deanna versus Athena, that would be fantastic. I would be. I have a pro- I'm going to tell you my problem with that is that they clearly don't seem ready to let the ROH Women's Champion up in uh, AEW. No, and you don't want Deanna to eat that loss. Yeah, that's my problem. So either Deanna wins it and then never is up in AEW, which I guarantee what they probably just signed her for, you're not going to do. Or she eats a loss. Either way, you're not going to have it. Yeah. At, 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 yeah. At, at some point, the match has to happen. I, I don't. I won't be upset if it doesn't happen right away, but it absolutely needs to happen. Oh yeah, I mean, I want Athena on AEW more. Like, I don't think it's she's killing it in in uh, ROH. I, my favorite champ, I think, right now. But my favorite champ at talking across the board right now. But I'm. This yeah, this has been this has been good stuff. I how do you feel about them not really announcing much of the cards until the day before the day of? I feel like half the card wasn't known until the last twelve hours. Uh for, for tonight's show for collision? Yeah. You know what? I don't mind it necessarily. I'd prefer to have some. I'd prefer to have it in advance as best you can. And you know, as a as a promoter, that that's what helps you. You know, sell the show. But I think you need to hit the big, the big segments. If you can put them out ahead of time, you'll be fine. But if you're not hitting, if you're like not hitting the big ones, then then you're gonna struggle you still ever do anything with Kira Hogan or just use her as like a good hand thus far it seems like she's been just used as a good hand I don't know if there's plans down the line to make her more than that which is a bummer because I feel like they do that to her. They do it to like, no, we kind of did to Diamante for a long time. They do have different matches that he could be a threat but never win. I'm actually not sure. Do we know if Kira is actually signed? She's like, she's on probably on one of those tiered deals, like per appearance type deals that they signed. Right. That that was kind of my assumption. My thing is like the problem is they since they were they they've only in the last like six months really been booking the women's division better. Um, it's hard to to utilize someone like Kira because 
you have so many talents you got to use. I mean, you're not booking enough. If they start well, putting on more matches and and start maybe tag team feuds, maybe bring in tag team belts, she becomes a much it becomes much more likely that she gets a shot. Uh, this the, well, you also you also now have a ROH Women's World Television title. Yes, coming into play as well. Her best bet is ROH is to to somehow hook onto something in ROH that people really dig and they can leverage that elsewhere. Like, like Athena, Athena did it in AW, but really made her bones in ROH with it. Like Athena, like Billy Starks has been a hit in ROH. Yes. You know, you make your bones down there. I say down because I don't think it's a dip, but you make your bones there. And then when you, people just, you have to put them on mainstream TV. I mean, at the end of the day, that's what ROH always was. You know, uh, I was I was a fan of the promotion. It's my, been my favorite promotion. It always is. But at the end of the day, it's what it was. Uh, there was there was always there was always a sense amongst at least uh, the rational portion of the fan base that said, "Well, let's enjoy this person while they're here because it's not going to be for long because WWE is going to come calling or TNA is going to come calling or." And that was I mean, always that's, that's, what it was. That's the thing. If you have. If ROH is run the way we all envision, which would be popular, you'd have someone like Athena down there just because they have nothing for her on AW and like go down there, kill it, help get the younger, the, the people that need to get some stuff over, over, and then you'll lose at some point, you'll come back up. But then you have someone like Kira, you'd be like, we don't have anything like you, the people you're not utilizing on main AW should be down there being utilized a lot. And then some people should just be down there to help pop the, the young crowd up. Yes. Well, and this is something that I've talked about it. I think Kate's talked about it uh, on her show with Reg on Fightful as well, that uh, we need to have a dedicated roster. It's it's killing me to not have it. And But I don't want this to turn too much into an ROH show either because cause Kira and Sky are, are killing it here. Well, they're absolutely destroying it here. But, I mean, the, it's a watch along. We can talk whatever because... I see a cool move I talk, but <laughs> you know, and both of them though, let's be fair here. Oh, you just uh, oh, through TK. Oh, oh, drag the dragon sleeper. Nice. Like using a little bit of conversation between the two of them. I don't know if anybody noticed that. Um, but uh, but to talk ROH, Kira's mostly down there and doing killing it. Sky Blue spent a bunch of time down there killing it, like. Yeah, there is something to be said to keep giving them their reps down there. Sky so, Blue had a great match with Athena. She and Athena yeah. had a great title match of a month or two ago. She makes me feel old. Her and like Julia. As, as you let yourself feel. Joy starts. Well, I I let myself feel very old whenever I you know hear hear both of my knees crack and wake up with back and neck pain and you know all the fun stuff. Are you MJF? Who are you? <laughs> no, I'm I'm ju I'm just a I'm just a man in his forties who is whose body is slowly starting to decay. It's good times. I, I zero out of ten. Do not recommend. Oh, Serena Deep thing again. The straight jacket is such an odd, very literal choice for these. This is the same vignette that ran last time. Looks like it. Well, 
like I get yeah it's I think it's the same I think it's the exact same one mm-hmm. she's I mean I'm so glad she's back she's so good in the ring so like, her you know you, you have her Deanna now um Tony Willow Statlander we just saw Sky Blue um obviously Athena's in ROH but and I'm of the belief that I, until it's reported otherwise, that you'll eventually have Mercedes. Like you have a stacked division. A hundred percent. I think it was. Uh, Sean has, yeah, Sean has said she. Sean Rossap has said she's expected to be in our uh, in our way. God, in AEW. Uh, uh, Andrew Zarian has said similar things too. Like respect to reporters. Yeah, and, like, I mean, until it's a hundred percent. You always give that like because they're they hedge too, they're like you know things. Yeah, but like, the, you know, it seems pretty. Uh, you two keep talking. I'm going to step away for about ten seconds to grab something. Go ahead. But I mean, that uh, that's what uh, and you and you've known this following sports as well, Joe. That like the reporters of every sport do that. Free a free agent is expected to sign with this team. Uh, this co- this team is expected to go into conversations with so and so for their new coaching role vacancy. Like, I don't know why there's some there are people that hold wrestling to a different standard here. I, maybe it's, it's still that weird like the, the predetermined nature. Actually, it's weird when you come back, Brian. That scares me. Um, that predetermined. <laughs> nature of wrestling gives people that weird thing of like it's not quite it's not what they consider the quote unquote legitimate professional sports of you know soccer or major league nfl so it's yeah. not like their sports handling and free agency is not the same i don't i have no idea i mean it's, it's all athletes signing contracts they have agents yeah. i don't get it yeah, I agree. Broken down to its level, that that's it's it's the same thing. There's also um, how do I say this? For whatever reason, in sports, people understand that it's not easy to make these contacts and be talking to these guys and get these stories. But in wrestling, everyone thinks it's easy to do it. So then they like are like almost like, how dare you? Or easy is the term it's just they're very jealous i guess is the term it was what i'm trying to say <laughs> why isn't it me why am i not the one doing it why am i you know so jealousy turns to hate very quickly hate turns to the dark side well some would say that that's just a, a skewed way of looking at things kyle uh I can extend life forever. But no, I'm just saying, like, you, like I, the things I read about, like, when, like, Sean or Cass or anyone breaks a story, and every time I read the, the people complaining, it's it's always very much reads to me as, like, oh, you wish you were talking to wrestlers. You wish you were in the know. Oh, I, you I also I, think I, it's easy. They also think, like, it should just be possible. Oh, I have zero contacts. Zero. <laughs> like, uh, absolutely none. I am not a news-breaking person. I don't know anybody. I'm just happy to get on uh, to get on here and occasionally talk about this weird thing that we all love so much. And inexplicably, people care. 
I'm with you. I'm I'm not I'm glad I'm not a news breaking person. I think I would do a terrible job of concealing what I know. I'd be the guy out there. Time. Uh what'd you say? Claudio time. Yeah, yes. I will I was I was so ecstatic. I the, I was at Forbidden Door in Chicago when he officially made his ROH or his ROH. I keep saying ROH. I'm I'm on that I've gotten that wavelength tonight. I guess I don't know when he made his AEW debut as uh, as Brian's replacement for that match with ZSJ at the first Forbidden Door. That place went nuts. Such a great moment. He's been killing it here. Yeah. I like him in so the long good. pants better than his old trunks. The job is to fight, and I am really good at my job. That is tremendous. And and, and he's been showing, to me, he's been showing off what an underrated talker he is through most of this run, too, in a way he never got to show in WWE. Who is this poor guy? It's, it's the giant, Andrew Everett. This is, this is Andrew oh, the Giant. Did you see by the singlet? Yeah, that's my, I saw that now. <laughs> oh, that didn't that that slam didn't go well. Oh, I I I kind of want to see Andrew really fly around because God, Claudio is one of the best bases in the business. Anytime I see Claudio against a smaller guy, I get unreasonably excited for that exact reason. I like Claudio against everyone. He's just so good. Uh, can, can we talk about the power that he just showed, choke slamming the seven foot tall Andrew? Well, that's what um, uh, Kevin was saying. Kevin Kelly. He was saying that how, how do you choke? How do you do this to a seven footer? <laughs> you should set up for the big buy slam in the middle of the ring. There you go. The um. Oh, and, and and speaking of which, uh, speaking of Claudio here, uh, I did hear from we did hear. Did you see the quote from the Blackpool Combat Club coming after New Year Dash as well? That said, uh, they want to get all of the Blackpool Combat Club back in Japan in 2024, including yeah, Wheeler yeah. and including as an as a female representative, Marina Shafir. Marina. Yep. Ooh, yeah. They they she would fit in with her style. Hundred percent. By the way, when 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 Claudio is about to do the swing, why do people just not grab his leg? I believe I somebody has. I think that I think we have seen that counter in the past. I feel like this is a conversation similar to like buying the hand of Britt Baker during the lockjaw. No, because you can't. Touches She's the nerves, the paralyzes hand. your mouth. Well, she's forcing the jaw down, so like you're trying to bite, but she keeps pulling away. Oh, Andre! Wow, that was a botch. What are you doing on the top rope? Well, oh. I'm not. I mean, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not surprised. He's a bit. He's a big guy. He doesn't go up there often. The kick was better. The the, the bicycle kick was better. 
Claudio seems unimpressed. And Big G asks if Andrew Everett was in the X Division at one point. I believe he was for a little while. I did. I believe he did spend some time in Impact, floating around the X Division. I mean, I Big G, you got to understand. Kyle's an ROH historian. Oh, that was a botch. What? No. Was I think? Was, I think Claudio put you his uppercut there, right? Yeah, he missed it. Yeah, he 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 was gonna shooting star into the uppercut. <laughs> yeah, this has not been a good showing for Andrew. And you know, God bless him. It is incredibly hard to do. With they do night in, night out. Man, just short clothesline, and that's enough of that. Wow. I feel bad for him. He did not look good in that match. No. He did not. And we've seen him look significantly better. It was just, clearly it was just an off night, but hey, ideally, no ideally, you don't want your off nights to happen on national TV. Yeah, save that for our age. Yeah, when no, when nobody important is watching, just you know, sickos. Uh, <laughs> yes. Oh, that'd be fun, Claudio and Heyman. Hello. That is Wednesday, a dynamite homecoming. You've been looking to fight people. I, I wanted that match during Claudio's world title run. You know what? I, I, I can't deal with this blatant favoritism from Lexi Nair. Look at her standing closer to Big Bill. I come on. I mean I'm adjusting to Ricky's eight mile look here. He's not in his usual nice uh short sleeve buttoned up collar shirts and it's a Black. yeah. It's it, it, it's a choice. Yeah, Ricky Stark, Sammy Guevara are promoting that. That'll be fun. It should be a blast. Yeah. Uh, and Big G, uh, who's with Cameron Grimes, you were thinking of uh, the name Trevor Lee, who was on the Indies. Cameron Grimes on the Indies was Trevor Lee. Hmm. Battle of the Belt 9 next week, where no oh. belts will change. Yeah, I was going to say, safe to say no titles will change hands. Only games. Yes, Big G, spoiler alert, they won't not change hands. No. And, and that... I, I, yeah, that's... That, the, the Battle of the Belts is... Uh, I, I almost feel like it's going to be good when that, when that contract finally runs its course, that agreement finally runs its course, and... Uh, we don't have to deal with putting these specials on anymore because they nothing of nothing noteworthy seems to happen. It, I, I, what are we doing? <laughs> yeah, it's, I mean, it's, it's 
Not my classic. It's a battle like of I the want. belts. Is it? Yes. In the strictest sense, yes. I mean, people with belts are battling. So I guess, but... But grammatically, that does imply that the belts themselves are battling. Like Rock'em Sock'em Robots or something. That'd be more entertaining. That'd be hilarious. <laughs> going to the ring. You're, you're full gear. Getting ready to go in the ring. All of a sudden, you're like, you walk up to your little fire guy. Do, do you remember? I'm okay. I'm going to, I'm going to age myself here. Do you remember the karate fighters tournament that the WWF ran in the late nine, in the mid to late nineties? That was a thing yes. that they ran periodically. Okay. I'm, I'm not the only one who remembered that there. <laughs> it was, it was in sponsorship with, a, was it Mattel or something like that? I remember who it was, who, who had the game called Karate Fighters that was basically an updated version of Rock'em Sock'em Robots with more uh, like joints and maneuverability amongst the the character. And, and they literally had like on-screen personalities and wrestlers and performers. It was Milton Bradley. Yeah, it was Milton Bradley. Thank you. But like, yeah, week in and week out, they would, and, and they, I think they built to a final blow-off and the, the final blow-off was even on a pay-per-view. I want to say it was like in an in-your-house or maybe in SummerSlam. But it was, what, what are we doing? I, objectively, it it's amazing. no more silly than, objectively, it's no more silly than Tony doing, you know, the special gimmick matches for Texas Chainsaw Mask or anything. That's the same product tie-in, but. Mm -hmm. it, See, today, though, it would have been, that would be like a YouTube special. Yes. Oh, man. That was, there. there's some reminiscing. And there are probably there are probably people watching this that were not born yet when the Karate Fighters tournament was a thing. <laughs> it, do, it makes it doesn't make the uh, it makes the, the WWE zombie thing look not that bad. Uh, no, it does because at least theirs were like separate segments that lived on their own. Whereas it was in nineteen ninety five. I had to look it up. Yep. No, in the, in the 96, I'm sorry. No, I was good year back in Nebraska. We're getting a half hour for this. Hey, this... I, I wish it were the full Kings of the Black Throne. I love me some Buddy Matthews, but Malachi and Brody just hit it different. Yeah, but Buddy fits the the FTR rivalry a bit better. Mm -hmm. Okay, I, I, that I'll buy. Oh, that was it. No, it was it was on Raw. I'm sorry. I just looked up some of the history of the Karate Fighters tournament, and it was the finals were Jerry Lawler versus Sonny, or I'm sorry, against Sable. It happened in a live segment in the middle of the ring on Monday Night Raw. Wait, Sable was around in nine, oh, 96. She was around yeah. in 96? 96. Yeah. She made her debut at WrestleMania 12 in March of 96. She was a second for Triple H. At the time, actually, 
but but she would have been then, good. And then, that thing went on so long that she was featured in the the the, the karate fighters. Yeah. Wow. And and uh, that then then when Sable debuted with Triple H at WrestleMania that year, uh, then that segued into the feud with Mark Marrow when he came on in his original Wild Man gimmick before he became the the faux boxer. <laughs> So yeah, that was a the whole thing. Oh goodness, just I don't know what caused me to remember that weird little piece of lore, but here we are. So I got to ride the wayback machine twenty five, thirty years back. It's good times. when he was Johnny B, uh, Johnny B good. Johnny Bad, I'm sorry, Johnny Bad. Johnny B Bad. And 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 uh I remember Jesse Ventura calling a couple of his uh couple of his matches during his abbreviated WCW run and just and just thinly veiled homophobia at him and just because it was the early nineties and that was a thing you could still do uh, and not be run out on a rail. And ugh, I'm glad those days are gone, but like uh, there was a point at the, one of the beach blast shows where Mark Merrow was going, was judging the bikini contest and Jesse Ventura was very upset about this decision. Wrestling's a weird, weird thing. It's such an it's odd a thing very weird thing. Let's settle in and enjoy this. So this this is this is going to be good. Nah, I think it's going to be below average. Mid, very mid. Not not enough talented guys in this. Well, so Dax's family's in the front row, so that means he's going to get his ass whooped in front of them. All right. Buddy is a guy, and, and I'm, I know I'm hardly alone in this. Buddy Matthews is a guy who deserves so much more than he's gotten so far as well. Yeah, but the funny thing is that's been both companies, so I don't understand what's going on there. Yeah, I, I'm i going to continue uh, on this train uh, as long as I have to. Uh, first of all, obviously I want, uh, Kenny Omega to be back healthy after his diverticulitis and, and all that, all that, uh, situation. I've wanted Kenny Omega versus Buddy Matthews since Buddy set foot in the company. I, I mean, think that would, that would be, awesome. be I, just, like I said, I don't, I don't know what the deal with Buddy is. Like, I don't know why both his companies whole, seem to have the same thing with him. His whole career has been the same. Like, his, yeah. His I mean, I, I mean, I he was put he, he was putting out bangers in yeah, on two hundred five live. He and Mustafa Ali were killing. Yeah, it was two hundred five live. Out. Yeah, exactly. Two hundred five was also the, was the weight limit, and also the number of people watching. Exactly. Just saying, like he is so good, but both companies couldn't put him beyond a certain level, and I don't know why. 
Brendan does make a good point right now. But he is engaged to Ripley, so he's doing well. He is. Hard to argue there. I mean, I remember getting to see uh, when I, I did a, a warrior, uh, saw a warrior wrestling show in South Bend uh, early about this time last year. Uh, Buddy main evented against their champion, Casey Navarro, for their title. And it is wild seeing Buddy actually live and in person because he is so stacked and put together just from a physical standpoint. It's, you find yourself a little bit surprised that there can be that much musculature on that frame. I love when guys like live up to the, to the whatever. You know, the, the, the like I saw Drew uh, McIntyre in a, he was next to me at a Flyers game, like where I sit, they do the tunnel. So that's where they do all the, like the pictures and stuff. Mm-hmm. And he was every bit as big as I thought he might be. Yeah. Him and Bobby last year, when they did their, when they were doing their independent runs, came through Omaha and seeing them like up close in person, it's like, yep, you're one big muscle hamster. Like, you're just a giant. I will, say, I will say that my dad, when early 90s, was a, like, he had a couple jobs, and one of his second jobs was as a limo driver, and he drove Road Warrior Animal, and he drove a couple <laughs> others. And he said to this day, and he has seen, many big guys he's seen mark henry in wrestling but he's also my dad was a heavy power lifter so we've seen all those guys too and he said road warrior animal was the most broad big-shouldered man he'd ever seen in his life he looked that way on tv so yeah all man in a yard wide as gordon Soley would say <laughs> well doing crisscross applesauce with the middle finger that was nice and and yeah no Protect your family. <laughs> I was gonna say, was that Malachi going over to? Yep. <laughs> and now stereo crisscross applesauce. Crisscross applesauce. Man, good stuff here. I love it. I. So, yeah, on women's division, more focused on tag division. Yes, mm-hmm. more tag, please. I am a little intrigued at this, at, at this whole concept. I so are we're really just doing if FTR loses, they have to join the House of Black. That always felt like such an odd stipulation because if you're malachi black at no point do you think if you win a match to force them into this group that are we are we playing him as so uh sure of himself that the second they're under his thumb they'll start seeing the light is that what we're what we're playing at here Yes. I think if you, if now I actually don't know if that's the answer, but my guess is the way Malachi plays his character and the way they, they've written his character is people like that truly believe that they can either can like 
convince you or break you down enough to get you to 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 go along with them. So I could see that. And plus, you're you're eliminating some of your biggest threats by getting them to be on your team, right? So, yeah, because you know if you beat them, it's not something you could do every time. It's a it's a it's a rare occasion. So it's better off that they work for you. I I and and yeah, I I see that, but it it turns into a cost benefit analysis at that point. Like, are you? Yes, you're taking them out as competition, but you also have to understand that in all likelihood, they're, they'll be working to undermine you at every available opportunity. How dare you bring up wrestling tropes? I know these uh, these these are these are strings I probably should not be pulling on. Cash and Dax are honorable men; they would fall in line. No, but like just I like just like there's, Ryan. There's... Like who? Like Brian Danielson did with the Wyatt family, or like yeah, uh, he almost did, or like John Cena did with the Nexus, or well, he never did. I'm trying to think of other ones. For a second, I almost name dropped Rey Mysterio, but he never actually lost any of those matches to Punk. I mean, listen, there is something to be said that it is a wrestling trope, but the wrestling trope works better when it's a when it's a team like House of Black or like a Wyatt was back in the day, where they think that they can mentally can maneuver you into supporting their cause. Um, Nexus did, Punk even worked because he was doing straight edge at the time. Nexus didn't make any sense, but like the I think they the, did. Like, it, I think they did it with Ravens Flock at one point too. Yes, but 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 someone like Malachi, like Raven, like. Like Punk when he was doing straight, they these guys truly believe, in theory, the character they create truly believes that they can conv- either convince you or break you enough that you will eventually just become one of their their minions. They're cult well, leaders. I mean, I mean, it, they wouldn't they wouldn't be a heel and a cult leader if there wasn't a lot of hubris involved. I suppose that's the the thought. See, and th- this this is the kind of quality content you're getting here on 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 the Collider Cast. This is the kind of character breakdowns. This is great stuff here. Oh, I like story. I'm, I'm so I'm glad that we're talking story. And as far as I'm aware, that's a that's a take away from the story here. But it just me. As far as I'm aware, I think Malachi Black is still technically one half of the. PWG tag team champions with uh, with Brody uh, King, Kings of the Black Throne. Yeah, I think I mean, are still the PWG tag champions. Yeah, but who knows with PWG? Yeah, that they're they that that it, it very much feels like a company is in danger. WG. Yeah, that's too bad. Yes, I. But there, the way the landscape is, that you have to wonder what they're what what they're providing in the current landscape. Well, they're their own worst Especially, enemies. Well, the fact that they're not streaming anywhere is not helpful. The fact that DVD presence will take forever to get anywhere. And who has DVDs anymore? Not yeah. Best Buy. Yeah, see, nope. and, and just. 
you know, you can't be, they, they disappear for long periods of time. And they, it's just like, that's not. Oh, okay. Well, Brendan Haney saying super dragon's wife is real sick. So they want to break. All right. I'll give them that, that real life does get in the way. Um, but it's the streaming thing versus DVD sure. thing is going to be a major problem if they oh. don't. I mean, you can, you can also argue they've only run maybe what a dozen shows in the last two to three years. Yeah. They came, they came back and ran battle of battle of Los Angeles in 2021 or 22. And that was, I think, and I think they ran a mystery vortex later that year. And that was more or less it. Yeah. They could have, they could have been one or two other shows. They could be great on Twitch or one of these places where lots of wrestling companies do it or IWTV or whatever, but, or their own, they could have their own service, but it's just tough. Like there's a lot of really good indies out there anymore. Well, and, and PWG's library is almost big enough that would be valuable on its own. There was a lot of great stuff in PWG's history. You know, that would be that would be a that would be a real interesting Tony Khan pickup if you're being honest with with the number of talent that he has on the payroll right now that were that were a big deal in PWG. All those prototype matches. <laughs> and hell, and hell, make yourself some money licensing it back to Vince McMahon for uh, or Triple H and Nick Khan for the. Uh, Sammy Zayn and Kevin Owens releases uh, documentary releases. Oh no, I'm not sure they're doing those anymore. WWE has basically folded all of their home video content at this point. Network exclusive. I mean, it doesn't make sense to, to do it. Doesn't make sense no, to doesn't. do it, especially not in the world where you have the network. We'll just release the specials on there. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, exactly. And I mean, yes, that's footage of El Generico, and we're talking about El Generico's friend, Sami Zayn. But, you know, Generico's friend would be happy to have it, too. Who's going to stand out in the match so far? That's been a good match. And good solid stuff. It gives good good old school tag formula wrestling. You know, when it's done right, it's 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 impossible to beat. You know, and and, and I've never understood why so many companies don't put more of an emphasis on tag team wrestling because when you do tag when you do tag formula right, oh, it's it's the best thing in the world. Crowds eat it up with a with with a spoon and it's it's great they 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 buy the drama they buy the near tags they buy all of it yeah i mean this like i said this match may not go down at least so far we still got 11 minutes if they don't do an overrun mm -hmm. um this match you know might not go down as the greatest match of all time, but it's been really solid. And I think that just goes to show how spoiled we are anytime FTR or anyone wrestles, that yeah. if they're not de de delivering you the match of the year candidate, you're like, well, like, I think this has been a really good match. Yeah, Brendan Hayes. If it progresses a story, right? Right. Exactly. Well, that, yeah. 
Well, and Brendan Haney in the chat here is, I think, is right as well. This is good. I think it, I think it, get, I think it kicks into another gear if we get into that last break as we go into the home stretch. Oh yeah. All right, we got hot tag for decks now. He's cleaning house. Form, play reverses, reverses again, arm ringers, short clothesline. So smooth. That double, triple reversal of the arm ringers into the short clothesline on Dax. So that was that was just very slick. And there's another, and there's another Bret Hart reference. Seeing Bret do that so many times. The the mounted punches in the corner and then springing into the cross body for the other guy behind him. I just like to see the inverted drop. Not enough inverted yes. drops. And a brain buster. I've always wanted wrestlers to have more inverted drops, more atomic drops. Give me all the wrestling maneuvers of my youth. There you go. Well, the funny thing is now, I know like, oh, you just want to see what you, what you saw as a youth. Yes, some of that. But also they're used so infrequently now that they add something to a match. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's seeing something different. It, it's, you know, what you, you see the same moves a lot anymore. And, and that's just, that's the same in every generation. When you watch... The mid '90s, you saw the same moves over, like the same, because that's just what wrestlers are doing. So it's nice every now and again where they start using some old moves because it just feels different. Yeah, yeah. Kind of for me, it was kind of like you're saying back in that generation, they used a lot of the same, you know, handful or ten moves, or whatever. It felt like watching NFL offense where all the offenses are the same. You just have different, you know, pieces. And now it's yeah a little bit more wide open. So you have spread offenses, you have some power offenses. You Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, like anything else. I I mean, people listen. Old guys will say football was better back in the whatever, yeah. and new guys will say no, it's better because we have this and we have that and we have this. And there's a bit of truth in both things uh -oh. like when you look at it. And, uh oh, powerplex. Powerplex. Powerplex coming up. Big G just said he misses the powerplex. There you go. Big G just manifested oh. that. That looked painful. Nice. Yeah, I like. You know what I like about that was Dax, um, not uh, Cash didn't miss him. He went through him. Yeah. I supposed to go through. Like I, I do get annoyed sometimes, like when a tag team just lets the other guy get to the to, to break up the the thing. It's like it makes a lot more sense to me when like he just gets through him. So that just shows how good these guys are. What do you do there? You're gonna try to stop him. Oh, uh, Big yeah. G's a little ahead of us, so he's not. He's not a. He's not a, a psychic. He well, just is. Uh, I'm also, actually, I'm also watching it. Uh, yeah, I'm. Uh, I'm. I'm streaming it actually as well on my on one of my uh, on a streaming device. So I'm not actually on on uh, a cable connection. So I am. So behind, I'm but not too far. I'm surprised. I'm surprised Big G's ahead of me because I'm. I am on cable, and usually that's 
one of the quicker ones. Oh, I'm not where you, I think Ryan and I are on the same pace, and then Kyle's a little bit behind, like maybe a second behind. Yeah, you can tell by the reactions. <laughs> I, I I do love that as a sort of a continuing thing for uh, for Cash. It feels like every time Cash sort of leaves his feet and tries to go a little bit too overboard, something bad happens to him. We'll never hit that 450. By the way, no, I, I'm purposely not... showing what's on the screen. Yeah. I'm not I'm also Scott George, I'm not sure that Gorilla called the move the Herc and Jerk. He called the tag team Her the Herc and Jerk because it was Hercules and Paul Roma. Herc was Hercules was Herc and Paul Roma was the jerk. He's not gonna hit the kid. No. Yeah. Make make you watch your dad get beaten up. Come on, at least at least have the good sense to act like you're concerned. Come on, kid. Amateur. Well, no, when you know that, you know, your daddy and his friend are this good, you're not going to be concerned. <laughs> right. It reminds me of listening to stories of, uh, of interviews with Cody Rhodes where he talks about how his dad never smartened him up to the business when he was younger. Yeah. <laughs> and he just assumed. Ooh, like, I, I, so, like, when his dad joined the NWO, he was furious. Yes. There you go. Oh, man. All right, we just just hit the uh, just hit the shatter machine. Yeah, you're a little bit behind us. Yeah. No, geez. no, no, no. The the near fall is already done. We just hit our wide okay. shot. Sorry, I'm just. I'm like, so we hit so we hit the shatter machine. Dead dead didn't get the win. Now we're kicking. Couple of big roundhouse kicks, three of them, four. Not in the hard part of the ring. No. Oh. Oh, that's slick. Into the. That was well spike done. By, oh wow. Spike pile driver. That, so, that is fabulous. Just the transition to get there was just great stuff. Uh, Who said this match would? Yep. Who said this match would pick up? Was it uh, Brendan Haney? Yeah. Yeah. He was right. Ooh. That storyline. Garcia. That's right. And Brody had to think of Garcia and Guy Magic. Well, oh, that's yeah. right. They're, this actually makes sense. And, yeah. and, Gar and Garcia took Brody out of the Continental Classic. Yeah. All sorts of things inter intertwining. I love when things do that. They've been and, doing that and, a lot lately, and it's been well, really and, and, good. Well, and like you said, it doesn't do it in a way that's well. All these guys are good guys, so they're just magically friends now. No, you, like you've intertwined the characters in such a way that this motivation makes sense. Like you have him here, who's kind of been flirting with good guyishness anyway. Yes, um, but his motivation is solely based on wanting to screw over the House of Black, and then even like we talked about before with the um the acclaimed and. The Bang Bang Gang. Everyone's kind of at each other's whatever, and it's only because Bowens is like, we'll probably just win if we team up. That. Ooh, got him. Our unfolding press. Quick little roll up. That was nice. And 
FTR gets the W. By the way, I think this means we're going to get a trios match. FTR and Daniel Garcia against the House of Black? Yes. I I I could be I could be convinced of this. I yeah. <laughs> Listen, Garcia is becoming very much a face. Like we know this. Yes. Becoming a professional wrestler. Again. Oh no. It will be interesting to see what Daddy Magic thinks of this. Well, Daddy say no. Daddy Magic's kind of becoming a bit of a face too. It's kind of funny. Yeah. Well, if anything, I I slightly unrelated, but I've I've been ringing the bell for uh, for three to make to make a run in ROH as well. Yeah. By the way, Gina with oh. FT Garcia, I like that. Compliment <laughs> shares and cash. And, oh. And we're about to and we're about to brain Dax. And there we go. There's the <laughs> nice oh. That's a great touch. With a 10 bell salute. <laughs> Why do so many people have homemade referees shirts in the AEW crowds? Weird. Actually, I don't want to judge people, so I don't, but like you're right, they do. You know what? You know what? Go old school with it. Wear a pow wear a powder blue short sleeve button down with a black bow tie. <laughs> Because bow ties are cool. I have a perm mullet like Pee Wee. Pee Wee and was it Pee Wee? Uh, what is your last name? Randy Anderson. Yeah, Pee Wee Anderson. There you go. Mustache and a curly mullet. Interesting. Yeah, I thought Garcia maybe would go more towards the BCC, but. I mean, FTR fits them too, though. Mm -hmm. and so that is all a collision. Um, Brendan, I have no idea. I guess we'll do three hours next week. Uh, Joe's not here. Ant's not here. So we'll let me let me let me figure out the week first. <laughs> but uh, so, yeah, I believe I'm going to be so traveling was, with family next weekend too. So I don't th I don't think so I'm going to be here. Either. Kyle in. I'll figure it out. I'm not doing a solo show. If, I can promise you that. That'd be amazing. Don't, don't, if, if something changes, I'll let you know. <laughs> um, so, that being said, uh, that was Collision. I thought it was a great show. I, I enjoyed every part of it. What did you guys think? I, yeah, I liked it. I mean, it was not knowing what to expect really too far ahead in advance of, you know, because they kept kind of announcing matches um, yesterday and, and today. Uh, it was a lot of fun. And, you know, kind of what I expect from Collision, a lot of, um, you know, in that, on that wrestling, uh, as opposed to, you know, the the, the flying uh, flips type wrestling. They had a couple of matches tonight, but there's mainly a lot of ground and pound. 
Yeah, no, I, I agree. It was, uh, it was it was a lot of fun. There was. It was a lot of fun. Uh, obviously, it looks like we're the the feud must continue with FTR in the House of Black, which is great. We have the wild card of Daniel Garcia now. Uh, you have uh, you have wh- whether he's going to be involved, what Daddy Magic is going to do with that. Uh, great, just great stuff here. This was a, this was a lot of fun. Two hours flew by. It really did. Uh, Collision's a great show. It's it's it's. The Saturday time obviously hurts it a bit, but it is just so good. And we got well, and we got and we got talking about the main event, which was fantastic. And uh, Eddie Kingston and Trent Beretta had a main event caliber match, a pay per view caliber match on the undercard tonight. Yeah, they really did. That match was excellent. It, it, it could have been the main event. It was so good. Yeah, I preferred that match over the the tag match, but story wise, I get why that was the main event. Yeah, I, I'm with you. This, there was more of a story in the one, so you have to go with it, but still. Um, all right, so that was our uh, Collision Watch Along. Like I said, we'll be doing this every week now. Uh, I guess I'll just start with the wrap-up process. Kyle, where can we find you? Uh, I am on all the socials at Kyle K. Sparks. Uh, I am, don't have a lot to plug right now. I'm in the process of uh, – negotiating a couple of things and working on a couple of things that'll be happening in the new year. So uh, give me a follow on there. Uh, I'm usually also talking uh, AEW mostly, any shows I happen to be watching. I'll, if I'm watching, I tend to be live tweeting it. I'll be looking for that. Um, ROH, I'm an ROH guy. Um, so look for me more coverage on that uh, in the new year. But yeah, anything that I'm doing is going to be announced on on my Twitter feed there at Kyle K Sparks. Uh, that's about it. Uh, anything I do will be there. Okay. And Joe? Uh, uh, yeah, social media, at underscore Asian Joe. Also, on my social media in my bio, I have a link to my serial review blog where I review random novelty serials. So if you have any suggestions, let me know. Otherwise, other than that, here on the Mark Order podcast on Wednesdays, I post Dynamite and most Saturdays for the uh, Collider cast. All right. And then you can find me on all our socials at Mark Order Pod. Um, if you go onto all of our socials, you can go to our uh, our link tree. And on our link tree, you can click a link that brings you to Pro Wrestling Tees where you can find our t shirts. So go Pro Wrestling Tees slash Mark Order Pod. That does it too. Uh, go buy stuff to support us, please. Otherwise, just follow us, follow us on all our socials. Please subscribe to our YouTube, so at Mark Order Pod. And then you can, if you want to follow, do something for me specifically because you think I'm such a handsome, handsome boy. Um, you can follow my history blog, uh, underscore at here for history on Twitter. And then the blog itself is here for history.com. And that's about it. So until next week, thank you for joining our inaugural, butchered that word, but thank you for joining our first uh, Collider cast. Kyle, thanks for being our first ever guest. Thank you. It was a blast. And we will see you guys, well, Wednesday and then next Saturday, I think. Something like that.
This concludes the Mark Order Podcast. We now return you to your regularly scheduled programming. Join the Mark Order.